the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Courageous Christianity, a public nonprofit ministry equipping Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield strewn with debris of a fallen world that challenges even the hardiest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. Friends, welcome and thank you for joining us on Courageous Christianity, a radio show and podcast about real faith for the real world. I'm Richard Mandelow, and as always, I'm joined by and so grateful for my wedded wingman, Christy Mandelow. And always so grateful to be here and kick off the new year with Courageous Christianity. Happy New Year. Yeah, yeah. Happy New Year. I feel like we should have like, you know, party hats on and stuff like that. Uh, we did that already. Okay. All right. Darn. Friends. Um, <laughs> I want to keep celebrating. <laughs> okay. Make the whole year a big celebration. <laughs> Friends, I want to say something catchy to grab your attention I'm going to tell you that the military is going woke. Hmm. It's affecting our national security directly, and it's affecting the perception of our military readiness by allies and enemies alike. You've often heard me say that weakness emboldens the enemy. This is true in our personal lives, in our relationship with God when we're weak and the devil sees opportunity, and it's true in the life of our nation. Implied in this idea is that the future will be affected by what we do in the present. Weakness now emboldens the enemy in the future. So how we conduct ourselves now affects what is coming. Specifically, the current wave of progressive godlessness not only ignores the truth of the Bible, but also the truth of the failing culture around us and the impact of this failing culture on the future of our nation, spiritually, politically, militarily, economically, in the education of our children, and on the street. Policy which ignores the Bible doesn't work. It divides us as a people. It weakens us as a nation. And it will shape the future for our children in a very negative way. Now that I have your attention... As we enter the new year, I'd like to offer an important thought. I think it's interesting to consider and also somewhat daunting. And that thought is this. Everything we do, good or bad, ultimately comes to rest on our children. Mm. The Bible refers to this in several different ways. Matthew chapter 7, verses 17 and 18 says, Likewise, every good tree bears fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. And Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 9 says this, I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the parents to the third and fourth generation. 
So these passages convey that a child will be like their parents and that the children will endure the sins of the parents. Why is this important? Because as we shape our vision for this year and the future, it's important to keep in mind that who and what we are and the things that we do will continue well beyond ourselves and our lives in the lives of our children and our grandchildren and in the lives that they touch and in the life of our nation. So if that sounds a little bit overwhelming, I understand, but I also think it should. Each of us has an amazing responsibility to future generations. And here to talk about all of this, our first guest of 2024, Miss Amy Haywood, a prominent figure in the debate about Department of Defense educational policy. Amy has worked as a senior legislative assistant at the House of Representatives. She's a military wife, a mother, and she's often been asked to comment on woke DOD policies aimed at military families. Amy, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Well done. Um, Here we are. Here we are. And Amy, so glad that this day has finally come. Just so happy to have this conversation with you. And Happy New Year to you. And so important. Friends, let us pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and for this time. We thank you for this new year and pray for your blessings on our listeners, on our guests, and on our nation. Father, it would be easy for us to ask that things around us were different, easier, less contentious, and more godly. At the same time, we know that such thoughts are not realistic. As Christians, we know that our calling is to stand firm against godlessness and to shine a bright, loving, and compassionate light into this dark world. And this world is certainly dark, Lord. We've learned the hard way that if we don't stand against the little lies and the seemingly little sins, we will live in a world of big lies and very real big sins. We see that in the world around us today. So, Lord, we pray that you will help us to see things exactly as they are so that we can stand firm by faith in the truth of your word as written in the Bible. Let us not wish for a different time, but rather to embrace this time as it is with courage and in total submission to your truth. Let your word be our guide in every matter, small and big. May this new year be shaped by the strong voice of Christians speaking your word into every area of their lives. And may it be a year of renewal and rededication to the things which you hold dear. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Amy, I have read a lot of your articles. You speak to so many important topics. You write beautifully, and the things you say are just so relevant. How would you describe your mission, and how did you get involved in it? Well, you know, it just kind of, it, it's something that just kind of happened as a result of having a child in school. Uh, she started off in, in Christian school, and then we transferred to public school around first grade. And in second grade is when I started no- noticing transgender content, and this was, um, this was in Poway Unified School District in, right outside of San Diego. And uh, it wasn't anything that the teacher had had presented to the students it was on a program called brain pop that the kids could just 
peruse in their free time. And so I thought, well, how in the world is this allowed in schools? And, you know, in elementary schools, I didn't okay this. I haven't seen anything about this. So I, I started looking into it, and I found out that it was uh, a state law that had passed called the Fair, uh, Fair Education Act that uh, was going to allow LGBT content to uh, be increased in the classroom uh, in a big way. Uh, and that had passed in 2011, and this was 2017. So the, the 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 Fair Education Act was just now starting to hit, and and we were seeing it uh, in the classroom. So I met with the the principal, who wasn't aware of some of the issues. I met with the classroom teacher; she wasn't aware of some of the issues. I met with um, the person at the administration building who's in charge of elementary curriculum, and she was not aware of the issues. So that, that's how I started out, um, you know, just finding out about these things. Then uh, I called my, the congressman that I used to work for in Washington, D.C., and I said, I, I told him the issues, and he said, well, Amy, you really need to get uh, a group of people around you because you can't fight this by yourself. And so I was able to connect with other people in California that were already working on the comprehensive sexuality education piece of things, and I started writing, um, and that, that's kind of how I got, got my start in it. And then we needed to move to Fairfax County in uh, Virginia, right outside of D.C., and so I did some research on, on the Fairfax County Public Schools, and I saw that they were fighting the exact same issues. Uh, um, the, o- the only difference that I saw was that it was much more overt in Fairfax County than it had been in Poway, uh, and hundreds of parents had come out to speak against a transgender policy that was about to pass in the public schools. So, so we put our daughter in private school, and then two years later, we moved overseas, and uh, after about five weeks, I then became aware that some of these exact same issues that I was seeing in uh, the continental United States public schools present in the Department of Defense Education Activity Schools. So that's that's how I started out. That's how I became aware of things, and that's how I got involved. Wow. So interesting. Two things jumped out to me as you were speaking. The first is both San Diego and Virginia are, quote, military towns. Military towns mm-hmm. are normally conservative. So one has to wonder what pressure was applied to make that. And in California, we know it was at the state level. And as you said, 2011, and yet in Virginia, it's still surprising. So that kind of jumped out at me, but more so was that you said not aware four times. These Mm -hmm. people were Mm -hmm. not aware four times and friends awareness is the absolute first step, right? Yeah, awareness, Mm -hmm. that that stuck out to me. But also the fact that this happened, this was voted on in 2011. It was happening Mm -hmm. in 2017. And so when we're not aware, you know, we're talking about the future today. And we might think that our actions matter right now. But yes, they matter now, but they also matter and affect the future. Yeah, it's like fish. It doesn't get better with age. (laughs) <laughs> and a lot of this progressive nonsense is like fish on the sidewalk in yeah. New York City. It's not going to get better with age. I don't know why I had to say fish on the sidewalk <laughs> in New York City. I could have said in the summertime. That well, would have yeah, been even well, worse. Yeah. 
So okay. maybe we want to move ahead from the fish. Fish on the sidewalk idea. in the summer yeah. in New York City smelling like hot garbage. <laughs> what actually, the other thing that came to me is money. So over the years, whenever I have heard conversations about policy that does not allow parents to take their property tax dollars, which are used for education, to private schooling, I never really understood it. It's like, why would you care? And it supports the institution. And hey, I'm paying for education and I should have this education be able to use wherever my child is. But as you were speaking, I realized why they don't want you to take that money to private institutions because then the public institutions can't be used in this effort to inculcate our children into progressive policy. And that is happening so much uh, around the country. And guess what? We're not aware. We're not aware. And so, friends, we're speaking with Amy Haywood, which you um, have heard like a guest from a while back, got involved in these things when she heard what was going on in her children's school. Meg Kilgannon. (laughs) Meg Kilgannon. And she's worked at the national level in Congress and is talking to us today about the issues involved in education, how it's related to funding policies, progressive efforts to push us all in this woke direction. At the very least, I think we would call them godless. And we're going to talk about it more as we go forward. Please stay with us and Happy New Year again. God's word says that he loves a cheerful giver. You've probably heard that part of scripture often quoted when it comes to tithing. Friends, we'd like you to consider your cheerful giving to God through Courageous Christianity. With your tax-deductible donation, you will be helping us achieve our mission to equip Christian men for the spiritual battlefield in order to glorify God and create godly change. No amount is too small. You can make a donation by texting any amount to 281 800 That's 281-800-4940 or visit CourageousChristianity.today. And for a donation of $25 or more, we will send you a signed copy of host Richard Mindelow's book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity, a devotional that will equip you in your walk as a courageous Christian. If texting isn't a fit for you, you can also donate and find more information about the Courageous Christianity ministry, links to all the aired shows, a blog for Christian warriors, and an opportunity to submit prayer requests at CourageousChristianity.today. Please donate and be a part of sustaining our efforts in serving our Heavenly Father by serving His warriors on the spiritual battlefield. Please text to donate at 281-800-4940 or visit CourageousChristianity.today. God bless you. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity. Happy 2024. I pray this will be a good year, that God will make this year a special year, and that our nation will turn to him and be healed. An important year. 
An important year of prayer and elections and amazing opportunities for Christians to step forward in their faith, to bring their faith to everything they do. And we're talking about that today, especially as it's related to education. And we have a very special guest, Miss Amy Haywood, is a military wife who, in her several moves around the country, found that woke policy was carefully sewn in at the fundamental level of uh, state government to affect uh, education from the very bottom to the top. And I think the state of American education is shocking to many of us, and it's shocking on so many levels, from curriculum to transgender policy, from the recent revelation of such deeply rooted anti-Semitism to funding And uh, that's from the grade school level all the way up to so-called institutions of higher learning. Yeah, absolutely. I was floored. I was watching CBN News uh, recently, saw a story on the funding of Texas A&M here, even in the Texas area, um, from Arab states and the indoctrination uh, of our um, youth, uh, our future leaders, with anti-Semitism and beyond. Just scary. Amazing. So, Amy, it must be especially hard for military families who move every two to three years to be able to understand the lay of the land and then exercise choice in their children's education. Is that especially difficult? Well, I, I think you're exactly right. And I would say... For a lot of the spouses that I know, the mothers of the family, one of the first things we look for when moving is where the school is located, how are they rated, just, you know, where is my child going to be best set up for success? And I'll see on family boards, oh, you know, this public school district is great. You need to move here. This is red, this is a blue ribbon school district. But I, I have to wonder if they're just going on reputation or if they really know the policies of school, what's, what's at the school, uh, what the environment is like. Because I've found that, um, you know, if you look into some of these districts, all is not as it seems. Uh, so, for example, uh, when, you, when you look into the schools in Hawaii and you look at the policies, now, there are not any uh, DODEA-run schools on base. They're, everything's run by the Department of Education, Hawaii's Department of Education. Uh, and so that Department of Education has very strong policies to support transgender students, to support uh, gender support plans at school, so, uh, and, and pronoun usage. Uh, so you, you might have your child going to school and somebody's using a different pronoun for your child and you wouldn't even know because the school's not going to tell you. That's in Hawaii public schools. Uh, you look into San Diego public schools, it's the same thing. Sweetwater uh, School District, which is uh, in Chula Vista area near San Diego, uh, there was a San Diego Tribune uh, news story talking about LGBT advocacy goes back decades in San Diego Unified. They talk about crafting gender support plans for children without parental notification. Uh, then you look at states like Washington State, and uh, there's Joint Base Lewis-McChord. Now, uh, there's a, an Army medical clinic, Madigan Army Medical Clinic, and this clinic uh, goes into 10 area 
public middle and high schools and holds uh, adolescent medical clinics. And so if you're on TRICARE Prime, if you're a child on TRICARE Prime, you can be seen once a week at these medical clinics that are in school, and these are for confidential services. So I think that it's really important that parents know about these things uh, and that things are probably being hidden from you at these public schools, some private schools as well, um, from what we've been hearing. But uh, definitely the public schools, you really need to know the lay of the land. It's not like it was five, even ten years ago. Um, You know, Fairfax County, uh, I spoke with a a mother, and her daughter, they moved from North Carolina to Hawaii when her daughter was in sixth grade. Her daughter was leaving a core group of friends, and she was very depressed at at leaving these friends. She started an on-base school in Hawaii in sixth grade. Uh, She experienced some unkindness from kids. She started withdrawing. She started wearing baggy clothes. Uh, the, the next year she went to a middle school out on town. Uh, she refused to uh, wear bathing suits to the beach. She was wearing baggy clothes uh, at the beach. She was being defiant to her parents. They ended up moving to Fairfax County. And after they were there, that's when the parents found out that their daughter, who had always been a girly girl, was going by uh, a different name and pronouns at the school that was being hidden from her in Fairfax County Public Schools. And I've spoken to a mother, another mom who said that she believes that, uh, you know, kids, kids move six to nine times on average in the military. And she believes that this predisposes children to, um, to they're, they're more susceptible to the advances of this, this transgender crowd. Uh, they can experience love and acceptance. Um, it's, it's very, um, they're just very vulnerable and susceptible to that sort of grooming. So, uh, yeah, so I just, I would, I would just caution parents to, especially now, really look into these school policies, look at the newspaper stories that have come up out about these things. Um, for the Par- Department of Defense Education Activity, when we moved overseas, uh, I had no idea that they were hiding gender transitions from, from parents. Uh, you know, you, you think about these, these schools as uh, kind of a throwback to the 1950s, a piece of Americana. And uh, that's, that's just not the case. And this is coming from uh, Dodea proper headquarters. This is, you know, all the school, uh, all the various regional schools, it's like 160 Dodea schools around the world. Uh, they are run from centralized, you know, they get their, their policies from central headquarters that are in Alexandria, Virginia. So, you know, it's, uh, oh, I don't know what the right word is. I think shameful popped into my head, sad popped into my head. I was reflecting on some of this this morning and I thought to myself, any time in the history of the world when children are used by a group, it's always for malicious intent. Mm -hmm. So in the Chinese Revolution, when the Chinese Revolution was actually stalling, Mao turned his attention to the children so as to separate the children from their parents, students from teachers, and he was able to tear them away from 
the values of that previous society so as to inculcate them into the values of the society he wanted to create. It's always a manipulation, and children are always used, but the irony is parents would never use children. People who love their children would never use it. And what popped into my head when I thought about it was Solomon, when Solomon the judge from the Bible, when the two women are fighting over who a child belongs to. There's the real mother, and then there's the other woman. And Solomon says, well, cut the baby in half. Mm. And the real mother says, no, give the baby to the other woman. Why? Because a mother loves the child in a self-sacrificing way. You'd rather give up the child than have the baby and, killed. And, and so <clears throat> Solomon knew this. Right. And so, friends, Amy is speaking to the Department of Defense, which has a specifically and uniquely difficult – people in DOD schools have a difficult opportunity to build awareness because they move so often. And because things are being hid from them. And this is not new. Because if you look at when prayer in school happened, when prayer in school was outlawed, it was 1962. That was um, an effort to separate children from parents, to make children more malleable. And then through the late 60s and early 70s, those separated children were inculcated into the policies of radical nutjobs like Saul Alinsky. And so this is very intentional. It's very calculated. Uh, The funding is calculated. The policy is calculated. And if our first job is to be aware, there are even efforts to make that more difficult. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So all of that occurred to me while you were speaking. And it's just bizarre to me that, A, we allow it. I'm responsible for my child when it suits you, but you're going to hide things from me, in which case they're they're not a major. They're they're. less than 18 years old. What court would allow this? I'm just flabbergasted. Well, it makes me think about, you know, parents, they're super busy and, you know, this world seems busier than ever. And uh, they are not involved like Amy's talking about. And so, you you know, and let's face it, you want to trust people. And so we go back to that word aware and Amy said several, even our leaders, right, aren't aren't aware of what's going on. And so uh, kind of understand it, but that's what this show is about, is a call for them to, to get involved, to, to become aware. To get involved. Friends, if you remember a couple of weeks ago, Pastor Ryan Parker was on the show, and he said something I thought was brilliant, and I hope you'll please cling to this. He said, you cannot outsource discipling your children. Mm, yeah. Think about that. Yeah. If they're discipling. Not disciplining. Discipling. Yeah. Yeah. Don't m- make that misspelling. <laughs> you th- think about the fact that their first touch with Jesus is in the home yeah. uh, by uh, a, a husband and wife. What an opportunity. Uh, amazing. Friends, please stay with us. It's such a serious subject, and there's much for us to learn going forward in 2024. Stay with us. They fought for our freedom and made sacrifices most of us can't imagine, and now our veterans need our help. Hi, friends. I'm Christy Mendelow, Richard's wingman here on Courageous Christianity. You've possibly heard us talking about Freedom Alliance on the show. It's an organization near and dear to our hearts. Freedom Alliance is healing the wounds of war, including the devastating emotional injuries that cause veterans to reject God's love. 
Freedom Alliance is saving lives and military marriages. They rehabilitate wounded heroes, donate customized wheelchairs to amputees, and provide college scholarships to the sons and daughters of military heroes. I hope you'll join us in supporting our combat veterans by donating to Freedom Alliance today. I urge you to visit freedomalliance.org to learn more about their mission. We at Courageous Christianity know the team at Freedom Alliance, and we've seen them do the Lord's work. They are committed to helping ordinary Americans who've done extraordinary things. Please go to freedomalliance.org to make a contribution that will change a hero's life. Friends, since we launched this show, Christy Mendelow has been my wingman on Courageous Christianity. To our message of Courageous Faith, she adds her invaluable perspective as a transformational coach. She's the walking embodiment of courage and compassion, and she brings this to bear on those going through divorce in her own show, The Divorce Coaching Hour, which airs Saturdays from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 KKHT, The Word. For those who are struggling in their marriages, she brings hope with guests who speak to the myriad counseling options available. For those who are going through divorce, she offers invaluable technical assistance. And for those who are coming out of divorce, she delivers a unique perspective on the opportunity for growth and change. If you are, or a friend or family member is, struggling in a marriage, contemplating or going through divorce, you need a wingman. You'll want to tune in each Saturday to hear from Christy and her guests. One thing is for sure, as I have learned over all the shows on Courageous Christianity and personally, you can count on Christy for truth, for a faith-based perspective, for compassion, and for insightful guidance. Tune in each Saturday. She'll be there for you as well. Don't miss the Divorce Coaching Hour every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity. It's the first show of 2024. We have Ms. Amy Haywood with us on the show, a devoted military mom who, in her many moves around Department of Defense schools, started to identify some alarming trends in the early progressive, uh, woke uh, policy arena as it pertained to education. And we now actually have to have laws which tell the world that a parent's uh, the parents have the right <laughs> to raise their children. Mm. And I'm not doing a good job of explaining that. So, Amy, please uh, dig into that for us a little bit. The idea that parents don't know what's going on in school, even though the children are minors, the school has decided that they know better. And we spoke in a show a couple of weeks ago saying that of that crazy lady's plan to destroy America, step mm. four was to separate children from their parents. Mm. Help us with that. Yeah, so in the spring of 2021, that's when my family moved overseas, and it was the first time we'd actually ever gone to, uh, or my daughter had ever gone to a DODIA school, stands for Department of Defense Education Activities. Again, they educated uh, in 160 schools around the world, about 70,000 students of military personnel. Uh, so... This was uh, this was a school that th- this particular one where we were was kind of a hybrid school, so it's a boarding school, but it's also a day school. And if you were to pay, um, it, say if you're a contractor's child, it would be about twenty seven thousand dollars to go there. 
So here we were thinking, oh, this is great. This is a, it's like a private school. This is, this is going to be a wonderful education. Um, but there were a couple of things that happened and uh, just in the classroom. And I was beginning to see that this school was not actually all it was cracked up to be academic-wise uh, in the core subjects. And so I just started paying uh, closer attention. And I saw that there was going to be an equity and access summit. And uh, so this was, this was during COVID, and so this summit was going to be online. And I thought, well, I wonder what equity and access means to DODIA. So I, after the summit had happened, I noticed that there was a name on, on one of the, the advertisements for this summit, and, uh, and this was an official t- teacher training for DODIA. And so I, I, I wrote the email that was on the slides or the, the advertisement, and I just said, hey, can I have access to this? And surprisingly, this, this man gave me access. And so I watched video after video um, of, of this teacher training, and I was absolutely floored at what I saw. We're talking white fragility, white supremacy, anti-racism, majority culture, gender identity. It was all the things that I had been seeing in the United States. And this isn't something that Dodia was leading with. This isn't something they advertised in their schools. It's happening. But the one thing that made me sit up was a conversation between two teachers. One was in Germany uh, and one was in Spain. And they were talking about uh, how, uh, how to, they were telling other teachers about how to conceal uh, social transitions of students to another gender, how to conceal that from parents. Um, and from substitutes. And so uh, they mentioned, both of them mentioned that it wasn't just one student, it was multiple students. And one child's transition was being uh, hidden from a mother in Rota, Spain, who was a substitute at the very school that the child was transitioning in, and they were trying to hide it from the mom. So I just thought, this is this is unbelievable. So that's when I started, um, I, I reached out to contacts uh, uh, on Capitol Hill, and I reached out to a couple of uh, organizations, and we were able to get everything recorded because we knew that they would probably take it down. And uh, and I started writing about it, and I wrote something for the Daily Signal, and I've written a few things for the Federalist about it. And uh, then, you know, I started seeing stories come out about it as well, and Representative uh, Stefanik, uh, Elise Stefanik, she, uh, she and Representative Gates started uh, talking to um, uh, DODIA personnel about the diversity, equity, inclusion, uh, I guess, initiatives that were taking place at DODIA, and they were, were questioning them about one particular worker who was the head of the diversity, equity, inclusion. Her name was Calissa Wing. She was the chief of DEI at DODIA, and some very racist statements that she made, anti-white statements, surfaced, and she ended up being forced out of that position. Um, but, but the thing is, she was brought on to do those things, and so she was kind of the scapegoat. Um, and then... Um, so... And then represent... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. This is amazing. This is like hearing about some conspiracy... And I just want to make clear for listeners, 
Amy is talking about this in the context of the Department of Defense, but if it's happening in the Department of mm-hmm. Defense, That's it's more so thinking. everywhere else. So please don't get the idea that this doesn't necessarily concern you, because what we're hearing is that, and what we see on the news, and what we now understand is that this is a long percolating plan to separate you from influence over your child. And if you're not influencing your child, that begs the question, who is? And first they separate your child from you, and then they subject your child slash inculcate your child into all of these progressive policies, which confuse the child even further. And that's just great because a confused child is very malleable. And then they've appointed themselves as the influences of your children. And it's not just at Department of Defense schools. It's everywhere. Yeah, I'm just shaking my head. It's just unbelievable. It's and stunning. Yeah. So sorry to interrupt. Please continue. Well, no, that's, you're, you're absolutely right. And um, so, you know, I was very encouraged that once members of Congress started hearing about this, uh, Marsha Blackburn, uh, Representative Stefanik, uh, you know, many others, many letters have been sent to Dodia asking, why do you have the obscene books in your library? Why do you have these racist books in your library? Uh, two years in a row now, amendments were offered to the National Defense Authorization Act and this year, um, Representative Stefanik passed a service member, uh, service member parents bill of rights. And that was just to clarify and codify the rights of parents in DODIA schools. So it's like the right to review curriculum. Well, uh, when my daughter was at, at the, the overseas school, the, the school started a new uh, class called Challenge and Empower. And they said, oh, it's going to be, uh, we're going to talk about perspectives, ways of thinking. Uh, it, it was very, it was a 30,000-foot view. I had no idea what the class was about, but it was going to be a year-long course, and it was going to be taught by a gifted and talented teacher who received quarterly training. Yet when I asked for specifics, they couldn't give me any. And then I, I, I uh, had a FOIA request out on it, and I am still uh, waiting. I appealed their answer to me because they said, oh, we, we stopped teaching this class, so we don't have any information for you. I want the information. I want to know what they wanted to teach my child. Absolutely. Um, so I'm, I, that FOIA is on appeal, and as soon as I find out what was taught in that class, I will share it with the world. Amen. So, friends, FOIA is a Freedom of Information Act request, which is filed, and all public uh, information has to be released under that. So, Amy, question for you in uh, hopefully it's not too long of an answer uh, and I'm asking it too late in this segment but what is the point like when somebody's doing something weird I have to ask what are they really trying to do here so how would you sum it up what are they trying to do with all of this uh, these shenanigans you know I I really do think that it's to change um, how the United States runs. I, I, I mm. think I think that may be what what's at the root of it. Wow! Mm. So, friends, what's so convoluted and amazing in a bad way to me is the very nation, which is so incredible that it's the richest nation in the world. It's the nation that gives rise to critical thinking and entrepreneurship and um, understanding of freedom around the world. 
And this nation ensures responsibilities all around the world are met. A Bible scripture says, from whom much is given, much is demanded, and from whom much is entrusted, even more will be asked. This amazing nation has been entrusted with so much, specifically the idea of freedom, on which so much of the world relies that it's hard to keep our borders closed. And so many need it, so many want it, and these people living under it, want to change that. Mm. That is the absolute definition of idiocy. It's worse than trying to do the same thing over and over and expect a different result. Well, I think it's also, yes, it's the people who are living off the freedoms of this world, and they came here for that, and maybe even people who were born here. But also, it's foreign money and power, as we talked about, being infiltrated into our universities. So it's it could be even beyond that is the rest of the world who is jealous of the U.S. wants to bring it down because of... So if we take it back, absolutely right. So the globalists who need to destroy a strong United States in order to make us uh, equal in poverty, which is what socialism and communism do. So... Bringing it back to a biblical place, what we're saying is, none of this is right. Okay, well, that begs the question, first and foremost, in creating awareness, what is right? Because if you just do what you think is right, based on some internal code that you have, then you're no different than the other people who are doing what they think is right, based on some internal code that they think they have. Or false information. Whatever the case, the only way to get square on this is to start with the Bible, the written word of God. It's in black and white. We pour everything through that filter. That helps us understand what's wrong and right, and then we step forward courageously accordingly. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Recently, Ryan Reed was a guest on Courageous Christianity, and we want you to know more about his jiu-jitsu gym. Gracie Jiu-Jitsu is a place where you'll find good people and great jiu-jitsu. Whether you are training to learn self-defense, to get in shape, looking for a new hobby, or want to compete, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu in Huntsville, Texas has something for you. Log on to GracieUmaitaHuntsville.com to learn more and to get your two-week free trial. Log on to GracieUmaitaHuntsville.com today. Did you know that about 25 million Christians don't vote consistently? That's about one in three Christians, and that's a staggering and unfortunate amount. Many Christians stay home on Election Day because they think their vote won't really make a difference. But what if 90 million Christians stood united for Christ? We could have a real influence on our nation. God's Word clearly calls us to bring the influence of our faith into every aspect of our lives. We here at Courageous Christianity, along with My Faith Votes, want to see Christians boldly standing united for Christ. My Faith Votes is a nonpartisan organization that mobilizes and equips believers to pray unceasingly, think biblically, and vote in every election. Now is the time to join with us and My Faith Votes to pray, think, and vote in all future elections. Go to MyFaithVotes.org to learn more about voting your faith and to stand united for Christ. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity. We're in 2024. Thank you, God. We have amazing opportunity in front of us as Christians and as parents. And as Pastor Ryan Parker said a couple weeks ago, discipling your family, your children, 
starts at home. You can't outsource it. And so stepping off in this year, we want to be very intentional in how we look at who is speaking into our children's lives and how we're looking at the opportunity that we have as Christians. And I'm sorry this is a hard world. I'm sorry that it's a battlefield. I'm sorry that we are going to have to step up and fight, but that's the way it is. That's how it's meant to be. Evil is not going to go down without a fight. And as Christians, if we don't step forward in faith according to the truth of the Bible, then who is going to? So it really is incumbent on us. And if you look at the news, you've seen some horrific things in the previous year from rampant anti-Semitism, people who say they believe in God also apparently hate God's people, and that makes no sense. And yet they're heavily funded, and it's disturbing. And so today we're talking about going forward with intention, starting first at home. We have a wonderful guest, Miss Amy Haywood. And she has been through it with the Department of Defense school system and has learned a lot about how to navigate things. And something I took from an article that she wrote on getting involved, she said, whatever one's reason, when citizens discover that Congress introduces about 14,000 bills and passes more than 400 laws each year, It is easy to see how becoming involved is imperative. We've got an election coming up. We've got senators and congressmen who are going to uh, be elected. We've got school board members who are going to be elected friends. We have got to get in the fight. But in order to make a difference, you've got to know what's right. And that begins with the Bible, black and white, what God says is right, because we have all been lied to so long about so much. We can't trust ourselves. Amy, how does all of that strike you? Was that a lot? Yeah, I mean, I I completely agree. We've got to get involved with the political process. We have to show up at the ballot box, you know, at a minimum. Um, And, you know, uh, it can be very hard to speak up sometimes because of of cancel culture and being worried about your job or your position or that next promotion or even your own safety. Uh, But I would say, you know, the, the first article I sent off to get published about all of this, I was shaking when I said it because I knew I was putting a target on my back and my family's back. But you just have to speak up. That's the most powerful thing we can do is speak up. Use your voice. When you see something that's wrong, say something. Don't just let it slide. Um, another thing that I would say, uh, you know, when we, when we found out that the, schools, uh, the school was not trustworthy, uh, we decided, you know, we really can do this better ourselves. So we pulled our child um, and started homeschooling her. Now she, now she's in a private school, but we started homeschooling her then, um, and, and it was amazing. Um, and then another thing uh, that I'm advocating for is school choice for military families. And I think, uh, you know, the State Department, they give education uh, vouchers out to uh, the children as their personnel. So they can they can take their voucher and go to the DOD school, or they can go to an area private school, anywhere they choose. And I think that the Department of Defense Education Activity could expand their non-defense schools program to include a program for every school, not just schools that are, you know, the non-defense schools program is an education voucher for military personnel if they aren't near a DODIA school, but I think that that could be engineered to where they could expand it to all families. Another thing uh, 
Senator Cruz and uh, Representative Banks introduced education savings account legislation in uh, in both the Senate and the House, and that's so that the money can follow the child, which I think you took to, talked about earlier, Richard. And I think that that is an excellent way to, uh, you know, if people like the progressive stuff, great, you send your child to a progressive school. But for the rest of us who don't, for the rest of us who are not leftists, we would like to be able to send our children to schools that, uh, you know, support uh, our, our families, support our values, support our love of country. Uh, so I think uh, school choice for military families just makes sense. Um, if you must stay at a Dodia school or a public school, please get involved. Be at the school as much as you can be. Uh, look at what your child is studying. Review the curriculum. Review the sex education. Um, you know, be on the school advisory committee if you're in an overseas Dodia school. Um, you know, speak up. Uh, be, be present. Let the school know that there's a strong parent standing behind that child. Um, You're so, so right. Yeah, those are the things I would I would say. I think that's fantastic, friends. You have heard from Amy Haywood, and she can be found on a website entitled theprimaryeducator.com. One word, theprimaryeducator.com. And I love the name of that website because you are your child's primary educator. Yeah, yeah. And we've seen and we've talked about the fact that if there is a leadership vacuum, manipulative people will fill it. Evil will fill it. And we have to not allow a leadership vacuum and we have to force others out of the leadership position and the position of influence over our children when they show that they are not responsible. Friends, in a free society, you have rights and responsibilities. The responsibilities come with freedom. The rights allow you to discharge your responsibilities. So you have the right to free speech and you have the responsibility not to say harmful, stupid things. But this is how they silence you. They tell you that everything you're saying which doesn't agree with them is harmful and stupid. So as Amy said, you have to uh, make friends with the idea that people aren't going to like what you have to say when you speak a message of courageous Christian truth. And I, I think that's so important. You have responsibilities. And if you want to see those rights taken away, then don't discharge those responsibilities. And I can assure you somebody will take them away from you. In any event, I think that's the truth, and that brings us to our moment of truth. As you know, in every show we have a moment of truth which informs our discussion with Scripture. And today our Scripture comes from John chapter 9, verses 1 through 3, which say, As he passed by, he saw a man blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, It was not that this man sinned or his parents, but that the works of God might be displayed in him. The natural tendency of people is to want to blame things on others. And blame's a waste of time. It steals energy from efforts to change the future. We said in the beginning that everything we do will come to rest on your children. Everything we do or don't do 
The only behavior we control is our own. In whatever circumstances God places us, our mission is to act according to the truth of the Bible, getting involved at every opportunity, and reshaping this fallen world. God will take responsibility for the good outcomes of our actions, and he will be glorified. That's how that works. That's why that man was born blind, so that when Jesus gave him sight, God would be glorified. If God is glorified, more people will come to know him. That's our hope and our prayer. My brother sent me an article today about anti-Semitism, and it was from some famous guy who said, why is it that so many compassionate people hate Jews? And my response is simply, if you're a compassionate person, you don't hate anybody. So if you hate somebody, you're not a compassionate person. What we have to make sure of in our walk is that we are not hateful. You can't shine light when you're hateful. That's so important. All the good that we can do hinges on the fact that we walk in the truth of the Bible and in love. We don't spit scripture in people's faces. We don't attack people. The Bible says our struggle is not against the flesh and blood, but against the principalities of evil. And so please think about that as we go forward in this year and as we go forward in these conversations where all manner of evil is coming out into the open and we have an opportunity as Christians to stand against it. If the only behavior we control is our own, then how should we behave? Our guest Amy Haywood made a couple of points that I would like to reiterate. Number one, she said we have to be aware. And awareness is not going to come flowing to you. You've got to go out there and find information. And there are people who are trying to hide that information from you, even in as much as they're trying to hide what our children do Mm -hmm. from us as parents. So you're going to have to dig for it. You're going to have to find it. You're going to have to involve yourself in school. And Amy gave us a lot of good advice about that, and that is, in fact, how she came to her place. You have to be proactive in looking because she said, all is not as it seems. And that's disturbing, but obviously true. She said that things are purposefully obscured. And that, that makes the digging and the looking more important. And then finally, she said, the most powerful thing you can do is to speak up. Friends, the only behavior we control is our own. As you've often heard me say, just do the next right thing. Abraham Lincoln said, plant your feet in what is right and stand firm. To do that, we have to know what's right. And that's from the Bible. It's written in black and white. I began the show by saying that everything we do will come to rest on our children. When we focus on the truth of the Bible in every area of our lives, and God works all things together for good through us, then that is what will come to rest on our children. And that's courageous Christianity. So, Amy, thank you so much for being with us today. Happy New Year. Thank you very much for having me. Happy New Year to you as well. Thank you. Friends, thanks for joining us today. We hope you'll join us each and every week here on 100.7 FM KKHT The Word in Houston, Texas at kkht.com on your favorite podcast app or on courageouschristianity.today where you can listen to previous episodes by podcast. We're honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless, Semper Fi, and Happy New Year. Yeah. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.